Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Steven. This is our first episode of the Dad Squad Podcast, a podcast that is long overdue. Um, In the works for <laughs> years, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, we just need the right time and a snow day to make it happen. Um, so, if you don't know who I am, I'm Stephen Poindexter, uh, teacher at Person High School. Um, I don't know what else you can say about me. I'm a youth pastor part-time, parent to two wonderful kids, and a wonderful husband to my wife, Melissa. I'm uh, Jeff Jennings, also a teacher at Person High School. Um, nothing else notable except that uh, I'm a dad to two kids, a boy and a girl. And uh, and husband to a to a wife who's also a teacher, as is Stevens. We're a family full of teachers. <laughs> yeah, that's why we love snow days even more. That's exactly uh, right. Um, the whole point behind us wanting to start this podcast was just we have a lot of very similar life experiences and interests, and just realized that you know our conversations are just so much fun to start off with that why not share them with other people. Uh, that's why in our description we said we like to wax poetically about life because you never know what's going to come out. Um, hope you enjoy. If you don't, I don't care. Uh, you can email us at dadsquadpod at gmail.com uh, for some ideas or some people you might want us to talk to. If we can get them, we'll try it. But um, anyway, earlier we were talking about, uh, before we started recording, about wrestling, right? The it, real wrestling. The real wrestling, you know, WWE. Uh, old school WCW. Yes. Uh, oh man. Sting uh, when he was blonde. Yeah. <laughs> and colorful. <laughs> and then Sting again when he was uh, trying to be an extra on the Crow. Yes. <laughs> you remember when he came down out of the rafters with the yeah. baseball bat? <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember. Oh, I totally remember. Yeah. That's like one of the few times I've I avidly remember watching wrestling. Shout out Ryan Sherman. I was at your house <laughs> when it happened. Uh, game change. He has not changed back from that either. No, he hasn't. It's yeah. stuck. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see which one. Was he blonde, spiky hair, and colorful face longer than he was the crow now? It's been a long time. It's been 20 years. It's been 20 years. I bet it was God. 98. I bet it was 98. When did NWO come out? NWO was like probably 96 and 97. Yeah, so it was about the same time period. It was about yeah. the same time. They were, they were taking hold in uh, WCW. Yeah. While um, Sting was making his comeback in WWF, maybe at the time. It was still WWF. It's before the World Wildlife Foundation sued him. So it's still WWF. Man. Let's see, the NWO. And then the NWO Wolfpack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't Gosh. forget about that one. Man. Game changers. Um, Wikipedia says NWO started and made their debut in 96. 96, so. But at the same time, I made my debut in high school, right? And myself in middle school. <laughs> Big Papa Pump, Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff, man. Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Of course. Yeah. Scott Hall. Scott Hall, man. I still remember, like, the day my younger brother got an NWO shirt. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Who are you? New, 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 new world order. And then, uh, what is it, when Hogan... Oh yeah, Hollywood. Hogan. Yeah, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh man, um, I still like whenever I play that Hendrix song, I'm just like, oh yeah, you guys don't even know what this is, right here, you know? <laughs> hey, speaking of Wikipedia, though, did you did you donate your three dollars? I did not donate my three. dollars You need to donate your three dollars. Wikipedia needs your help. I'm good. I'm good. I'll still take their fake news. Yeah, but 
Um, was it? I also like the Four Horsemen. I would. Oh, yeah. That will always have a special place in my heart for oh, the absolutely. Horsemen. I even walk around my class sometimes and just throw their hands up and do the walk. Yeah. Uh, and every kid I know knows who Ric Flair is. So. How can you even mention Ric Flair's name without doing it? Yeah. Woo! He did it. He's. We're having a special appearance by him in our church uh, Christmas play. Oh, nice. This year. Yeah. I'll have to come check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. And there's also a six-foot-one elf in our Christmas play. <laughs> oh, man. You're not getting Jay-Z to come, uh, to come do, a, uh, do a cameo appearance, are you? No, not this year. Not this year. <laughs> Did you see his, um, his message to Big Weather? No. Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, for, yeah. From, from yeah. Skeet TV. <laughs> with his pineapple suit. Yeah, with his pineapple suit. <laughs> Not Jay-Z the rapper, if you don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> the Bojangles champion, Jay-Z himself. And he's about intro music to the podcast. <laughs> Stone Cold. Oh, man. Talk about a true original. Oh, good times. <laughs> uh, I remember when going into college, like, it just kind of lost its appeal a little bit. But we, there were still some of my buddies in my fraternity who were all into it. So, I think a lot of the ones who were into it big in those days, a lot of them never left it. And that's why it still has such a cult following now. Yeah. It hasn't changed. It's kind of like... You know, Victor Newman is still on uh, the Young and the Restless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hasn't changed. Yeah, <laughs> never changed. He looks exactly the same too. If you grew up with your grandma, you know about Victor Newman. And our other favorite, the Golden Girls. The Golden, like, oh man, I used to play in my schedule in college around the Golden Girls. I don't know about you. For good reason. Yeah, Golden Girls and my one other one, Eleven O'clock in the Mornings. Yeah, Price is Right. Yeah, so my cousin and I, when we lived together, um, we went to Wake Tech. We had our schedule, our class schedule set up to where we'd do class in the morning. Nice. Come home for lunch and Golden Girls and go class in the afternoon. Nice. So it was like we'd meet up in the living room, eat some hot dogs, or who knows what, maybe some ramen noodles. That's commitment. And we'd, uh, and we'd sit there and watch Golden Girls. That's commitment. Man, I, would, I don't know about you. Which Golden Girls did you have at which one of the Golden Girls did you have a crush on growing up? Well, I mean, I think everybody everybody had a thing for Blanche, right? I think most guys discovered uh, their she, own selves to yeah, Blanche. Yeah, she's a uh, she was she was a fun one. Yeah, she definitely. I'm glad that we didn't have the internet at the level we have it now. When Blanche, <laughs> like when we were big in the Golden Girls, because we would be introduced to so many new things in our lives just from her. Just from her ter- uh, terminology. Yeah. You but, remember that episode where? Um, who was it? Who was the the was it Burt Reynolds that came on there? And they were like Burt Reynolds came on the show and Burt Reynolds comes through the door and um because Sophia had she he had met Sophia somewhere. So Sophia um answers the door when Burt comes in and um uh, Sophia's like, Yeah, thanks for coming by and, and Bert's like, Oh yeah, so which one of these is which one of these is the hoe? <laughs> or whatever it was. Talking <laughs> Blanche and all, all three of the other women were like, I am. That's me. <laughs> We'd have learned a lot. Not only from Blanche. Oh, man. Introduced Burt Reynolds. They're all uh, promiscuous. Who else was on that show? Um, was it George Clooney was on there once? Could have been. 
Oh, man. But then watching uh, B. Arthur was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Dorothy. Dorothy. Dorothy Spornak. Yep. What a name. And her husband's such an idiot. Awesome show. Yeah. There's, no, there's, there's none that can match it. No, you, and they're talking about doing a, like a, a reboot of that show, and I don't think you can do it. You can't pull it off in today's society. We still have Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. You know, um, I was reading Estelle Getty was like a year younger or a year older than B. Yeah, Arthur. basically the same age. Yeah. She's portraying her mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were so good. Oh, man. So I still, like, to this day, if I'm at home with the kids and Golden Girls come on, or even if it's at night, Golden Girls come on, boom. Oh, yeah. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm watching. It's like Drumline. Oh, yeah. I can't. <laughs> Drumline, Roll Bounce, Golden Girls. I don't care you what gotta, I'm doing. you got to turn it on. You're going to stop on that channel. Yeah, and then Deep Blue, if it comes on too, because who can't stand, uh, who can actually get past watching that movie? I, don't, I, I love that movie. It's an awesome movie. It's an awesome movie. But uh, my daughter, my daughter was when my daughter was born. Golden Girls was on TV. <laughs> my wife was watching it in the delivery room. My daughter was born. I don't know how much of it she was actually watching. Well, no, she was feeling good. That, uh, <laughs> that uh, you know, the epidural did its job. Eight hundred dollars well spent. <laughs> she was eating a popsicle watching Golden Girls. When my daughter was born. I see when my, when Owen was born. It was a lot different story for us because. We had left Melissa at the hospital to go get Texas Roadhouse because they said it's going to be a while. <laughs> and we roll back in, the big old tray of like biscuits for <laughs> those rolls they served oh, yeah. Roll in there, and she's like in labor, getting, <laughs> baby getting ready to come out. And she's like, Get those things away from me. <laughs> and we're like, Hey, you want one? We got you something. Hey, so you've been busy while we've been gone. <laughs> you've been busy. And nobody like at the hospital, like, thought to call. <laughs> hey, you guys may want to finish your, your dinner. We're just having a good time. I want to hurry up. <laughs> We're waiting on some fresh rolls to come out of the oven. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> you, you had a bun coming out of the oven. Did we wait on the rolls to come right. out of the oven? Um, and then Owen's born right in the middle of the uh, the finale of the fireworks show right outside the hospital. Oh, nice. So that was pretty neat. 10.35 p.m. So my son was um, featured in the newspaper for being the youngest attendant at the fireworks in Roxborough. So we were just up the road from him. <laughs> and uh, my son was um, three days old. And on the day that Owen was born, and here they are, um, best Dino- friends. Dinosaur friends forever, in their own words. Dinosaur friends forever. That's, and so that's a little bit about how we met, too, is uh, our sons went to preschool together, became, like, best friends, and then uh, decided we'd take gymnastics at the same time. Yeah. Our boys were taking gymnastics together at the same time. To be fair, my daughter, my daughter uh, started and got interested in it, and uh, she loved it, but my son... Why? Man, he loved it, too. Yeah. And him and Owen loved having it together. Yeah. And so it was a fun thing. And then while they're in gymnastics, you know, the two of us got together and just started forming the dad squad. And so the dads who were kind of outcast while their kids were in uh, gymnastics. And we just started having a great time. We talked about life, sushi, and everything in between. So uh, and that's just kind of where this formed. And we're like, oh, we need to start a podcast. Again, that was years ago. We started realizing how many similarities we had. I mean, we knew we grew up in the same place and went to the same high school. Not only that, we were we went to NC State together. We were there. We overlapped a year or so at NC State. Yeah. And uh, we're in the same poster from a football game. Yeah. We yeah. discovered that one. Um, let's see. What's some other? We had a lot of them. Yeah, there were a lot. And we uh, we both like 
pretty well, not much. Not only that, we both majored in the same thing at yeah. state. Ag yeah. business represent. Yeah. And now both of us are teachers. Neither one of us teaching anything agriculture related. Nope. So nope. I'm teaching social studies, and Jeff is teaching drafting and career management and just everything he can put his hands on right now. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but, um, man, what a long... You know, I always like quoting the Grateful Dead with the long, strange trip it's been, but it truly has, man. And well, especially to, to bring us where we are now, I don't know when it first dawned on you that you might ever teach, for one thing. Uh, like, less than a year ago, I knew that what I was doing in my career was, I enjoyed it and I was good at what I was doing, but it wasn't fulfilling, it wasn't satisfying. And even less than a year ago, I even thought that I might just go into like, I might go to barber school and be a barber because I, maybe I could find fulfillment or some satisfaction or something there. I knew that there was something more, but I had no idea what it would be until you introduced me to this. And uh, well, also through uh, my wife going into teaching recently, but it's crazy how recently teaching ever got on my radar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At 34 years old, it's maybe been, you know, eight months that I w- would have even entertained the idea. Yeah. Of teaching, it's it's awesome. I tried to get into teaching years ago when I was still working at Enterprise. And when I was working at Enterprise, I was like, this cannot be the way my life goes. Right. I can't do this for 30 years right. and retire. And I just couldn't do it. And um, I had been working youth ministry. And working with teenagers was just like, I felt a blessing. And uh, so my wife and my mother-in-law, who's a teacher... Um, so Stephen, you're good with kids. Why don't you go into education? I'm like, I don't know. What would I teach? She's like, what do you like? I'm like, I like the History Channel. Yeah, exactly. She's like, there you go. Teach social studies. And uh, the more I got into it, I started taking classes while I was still working at Enterprise to get my lateral entry stuff. Yeah. But um, the uh, anyway, going on beyond that, I came to a point where you know, I interviewed for a teaching position while I was still working at Enterprise. And they said, do you have any classroom experience? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, we like you. You're a nice guy. You seem pretty smart. But if you're not getting that classroom experience, we can't hire you. So I made my mind up then. I was like, it's going to stink financially. It's going to stink. It's going to be a hardship on my family. It's going to be a hardship on me. But if this is what I'm being called to do, mm-hmm. I got to do it. And uh, one day, I think I might have told you this, but uh, one day my boss at the time uh, called me up. It was like 18 inches of snow on the ground. And he said, I'm coming to pick you up. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And he said, yeah, I'm coming to pick you up. I'll be there in about two hours to pick you up. And I said, what are you driving? He said, a Dodge Challenger. And that second I realized he was a big moron. And I mean, I don't like to say that about people, but if you're going to drive a Challenger in 18 inches of snow, more power to you. But you're not coming to pick me up. And um, I texted his boss after meditating on it for a little bit, praying about it. And I said, look... God called me to be a teacher. God has called me to be away from here. You can consider this my official two-week notice. And um, he called me up and asked me why, and I said, your guy is telling me he wants to pick me up in 18 inches of snow. If that's who you trust to run this company or run my office, right? I don't want to work for you. And um, that's what. And I never looked back. The next day I went and put an application as a substitute teacher and started subbing right away. So that's what I was going to ask. So to get that classroom experience, you started subbing. I started subbing. Really cool. And then um, then I got a position at same school I applied at the first time. They called me back in for a different position, different principal. And uh, 
they got, I got the job right away. Was that back here, or was that still when you were in Alabama? That, no, that was a, it was in Barley, Yancey, so it was in Caswell yeah, County. So one county over from us. Yeah, nice. But uh, and I loved it. It was a great experience. I met some wonderful people who actually kept spurring me on in my teaching career. Right. And then my aunt retired from this school. Yeah. And um, I got a call from the then principal, and so said, are you still interested in the position here? So of course it's my dream job to work closer to home and in the school I went to school at. Yes, exactly. Um, sure enough, I got the position here and I love it, man. You know, any job's gonna have rough days and have angel days, but to me, when I go home at the end of the day, I've.